You are listening to I Can't Wait to Tell You with Casey Edward featuring Claire Oswald, episode 59. Welcome to I Can't Wait to Tell You, a podcast I created to share with you my knowledge, stories, and experiences on spirituality, food, health, mindset, and on life in general. My goal is to tell you everything I wish I had known when I decided to take control of my reality and start living the life of my dreams. We all deserve to make some magic, so let's jump right in because there are so many things I can't wait to tell you. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of I Can't Wait to Tell You. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Casey, and I'm very excited because today is an interview episode with Claire Oswald, who is one of my very, very good friends. She is who I went to Tulum with, so we are going to talk all about our trip. And we get into so much good stuff about how Claire was working a nine to five and was going down, you know, the route of going to Wall Street. And she thought that's who she wanted to be. She wanted to be a financial analyst and all these different things. And she had the clarity and inner wisdom to be like, this is not what I love. And we get into how photography came into her life, what it's like to be an entrepreneur, and just so much good stuff that's going to be so relatable to so many of you listening. But before we get to the episode, I did want to give a little shout out to the episode's sponsor, Coats Sunscreen. So this is a really coherent sponsorship because this is the sunscreen that we use the entire time in Tulum. So as you can imagine, the Mexican sun is extremely strong and Coats did the trick. I did not come back with a sunburn, which is amazing. And the reason we use it is because, you know, there's so many chemical sunscreens out there and those can be irritating and actually penetrate your skin and absorb UV energy. But Coats is a mineral sunscreen. So mineral sunscreens are inherently gentle and work by reflecting away the harmful rays. So you never have to worry about the harmful rays heating up and absorbing into your skin because they're directly bouncing off you. They never even get into your skin. And it's so interesting because Coats actually stands for contains only titanium and zinc. So it's just really nice to be able to put on something that you know is A, working, and B, good for your skin, good for your body. And additionally, obviously, we love that their sunscreens are reef-friendly and preservative-free, gluten-free, fragrance-free, dye-free, and there's no animal testing. So we could not thank Coats more for protecting our skin while in Mexico and thank them so much. I will go ahead and link them in the show notes so that you guys can check them out because if you're like me, I sunscreen was one of the last things that I had the clarity to be like, oh wait, (laughs) this is probably toxic and tests on animals and is not friendly to the environment or my skin. So thank you so much, Coats. And again, I will put their information in the show notes. And now without further ado, let's get to the show. Okay, everyone. So I am here with Claire Oswald. I am very excited because I have talked about Claire on the show. And if you follow me or her on Instagram, you know that we 
Together, manifested a trip to Tulum after hanging out like maybe a handful of times. <laughs> and aside from that, though, aside from her being a good friend, I'm excited to have her on because she is a multifaceted entrepreneur. She truly lives her life by design. And she's the face behind Claire Oswald Photography. So we've worked together. She has beautiful shots. I'm sure, again, that you have seen her on Instagram. But if you have not, check her out. But yeah, Claire, thank you for coming on the show. It's about time. <laughs> like, I can't believe it's taken this long. Yes. Truly, though. We've been talking about this for, I don't know, probably since the day yeah. we met. <laughs> Actually, yes. Actually, Actually yes. Yeah. Um, when you told me what you were doing, and then I was like, wow, I kind of want to be on the show. And you're like, wait, I think you need to be on the show. So, <laughs> so here we yeah. are. Yeah. Also, hey, what's up, everyone? <laughs> so tell us a little bit about yourself, what you're doing now, what... You, how you are a traveling entrepreneurial photographer, what that looks like a little bit. Yeah. So, um, as Casey just mentioned, I'm a photographer. I have my hand in a couple of different things. Um, for a long time, I knew that I really wanted to travel. Like that was my biggest priority. Um, I love falling in love with the world. So I knew that's something that I wanted to do. Um, I actually stumbled into photography. I never imagined that I would be a photographer. Uh, truly always thought I was going to be a writer. So, um, as I was writing, I started taking more photos and then it just turned into me loving the process of taking photos and it became more about the photos than it did the writing. Um, so it was an interesting transition there. Um, but I had like a little bit of experience in high school. Like I started dabbling with cameras um, lasted in college. <laughs> like, <laughs> That'll happen. <laughs> that happens. Um, and then as soon as I moved to Colorado, I was like, wow, too many things are just like too pretty mm-hmm. and I have to start capturing it and capturing my journey and writing about it and photographing it. So, um, it was truly an accident getting into photography. Like my brother literally shipped me a camera and he's like, Hey, you should probably like start taking photos. <laughs> Here you go. Literally. And it's like this old Nikon, like mirrorless camera. And I was like, well, I got the job done. Like truly for a solid amount of time. And I started playing with it, learning it and then invested in myself by getting a really nice camera and doing a lot of research about it, but playing with a lot of different things and found my camera, fell in love and then here I am today. <laughs> mm, I love that. It's so funny. Of course, it's one of those things where sometimes the best things that happen are unplanned. Yeah, it just no, is it like, here you go. It was totally an accident. <laughs> so like if my brother didn't give me his old camera because he got a new one, yep. <laughs> like that would have, it probably would have never happened. Right. I mean, well, who knows? I probably would have gotten into it at some point, but never did I think I would be to the point now where mm. um, I'm actually getting paid to go and travel. Mm and take photos mm. like what yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes and speaking of traveling the world so claire is also from massachusetts which yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't realize until after hanging out that we literally worked at the same place unreal so how did you get to colorado yeah so my my journey is something that i like love owning um so my Senior year of college, um, I fully expected to move to New York, work on Wall Street, work in finance, do all these things, um, and I literally just had a moment of panic, um, called my dad, literally had like a mental breakdown, and I was like, I can't do it. I can't move to New York. Like You just knew. I just knew, mm-hmm. and I, I knew it wasn't authentic to myself. I, I don't think I like 
I don't know, subconsciously, I feel like I knew that was the case, but there was just something inside of me that was like, no. So then my dad was like, okay, that's fine. No, like, that's not a problem. And he, truthfully, I think he had a sigh of relief, which is like, oh, thank God. (laughs) Because then he went on to say, he's like, I would have never dreamed of that future for you because I did it and I didn't love it, but I worked on Wall Street for 35 years. Um, So he was like, I was going to support you regardless of your decision, but I think you just need to find something that's more you and that's okay. So then I was like, okay, I have no idea what I want to do. He's like, that's okay too. You know, like you're not supposed to know what you want to do right. from ages <laughs> like 18 to 30 or, you know, there's no like set ages. Yeah. But he's just like, you don't need to know. Like you'll figure it out along the way, pick a place where you know you're going to be happy and just like go for it. So obviously first I was like, <laughs> Barcelona. <laughs> And my parents are like, maybe let's stay in the country. And I'm like, yeah, that's honestly a pretty fair ask. (laughs) Fine. (laughs) Fine. So then I came back and I was doing a little bit of research and I was like, what about Denver? My parents just looked at me and they're like, interesting. (laughs) Yeah. So they're like, okay. And like, complete side note, I had never been to Colorado before. So my parents are like, all right, um, like maybe we should go see it. Yeah. Like, yeah, you're probably right. Yeah. So first time I came to Colorado, um, was when I was looking for apartments. (laughs) Yes. Yes. I don't know. I just, I went into it. I knew I wanted to go somewhere else because I knew that worst case scenario, if I didn't like a place, I could always move back home. Mm -hmm. You know, like I always Mm -hmm. knew that I liked Boston. Mm -hmm. I lived in Boston before I left, like, for previous summers, because my brother was in Boston, and so I, I knew the city, um, but I figured now it's kind of the chance to go and do something different, so off to Denver I went, um, <laughs> and it was actually really funny, because the first week that I was here, it was in May, it was right after graduation, and uh, it rained for five days straight, which, like, is not a real thing mm-hmm. here. It just, it rains occasionally, but it's just not real. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my gosh, is this a sign that I'm not supposed to be here? And I'm like having little, literally this like mental breakdown again, being like, the weather sucks. Like, why am I going here? <laughs> and my, my mom and my brother was, were with me and they were just like, no, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. By the end of the trip, I'm like cleaning up my tears. I'm like, okay. And I'm like, well, if I like it in the rain, I'm going to love it in the sun. <laughs> The bright side, yeah. The bright side. So that I moved here late June um, into my apartment, and um, first six months were really, really hard because I didn't know anyone here, um, and I never had been to Colorado before that one time. <laughs> but it was fine. I, I found my path after another like distinct moment of like contemplating moving back to Boston. My family's just like, no, like give it six more months. Mm-hmm. If you still don't like it in a year then you can come home, but, like, just give it a very real shot. Like, I was definitely, I was still torn, because I was always so, like, that was a familiar back in Boston, mm-hmm. and Denver was so the unknown, and I was scared of the unknown at the time, yeah. um, but I gave it that last six months, and when I made that mental decision to, like, give it my all and have a yes, a yes mentality, mm-hmm. my friends started falling into place, my job started falling into place, like, all these different things came together, and, like, looking back, I'm like... <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> of course. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. So just in terms of timeline, how long have you been here now? Three years. Mm, okay. Damn. So <laughs> That's blown by. Yeah. My three year anniversary is June. So what? Like a month. Oh my God. That's like yeah, that's so soon. Less than a month away. Yeah. Dang. Yeah. So it's so inspiring because... And you can tell me if I'm right on this. So you came here without a set job, without knowing anything, right? Or did you have your job so before you got here? So I, I picked the place, mm-hmm. and then I started researching jobs. And again, I had no idea what I wanted to do. Yeah. But I studied entrepreneurship, marketing, um, and I had a minor in Spanish. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, from that, I was like, okay, what can I do? Mm-hmm. So I ended up just picking up a sales job. Mm-hmm. Um for a little bit, I was speaking Spanish in my job too, which was pretty cool. Yes. So cool. <laughs> Casual. Um, but I wasn't there for too long because again, I just like, it just didn't feel right. Mm-hmm. Um, so then I ended up leaving that job after a couple months and again, had this like inner turmoil because it was the first six months that I was living mm-hmm. here. So I'm like, oh, I hate my job. I hate my life. Like, I don't want to be here, all this stuff. And I'm like, no, 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 it's situational. Mm-hmm. Like if you change your situation... Like, is it the city or the situation? Mm-hmm. Change your situation, and then you come to realize that it was that situation, yeah. like that circumstance, mm-hmm. but anything can be changed. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, picked a place, found a job, didn't love the job, found a different job, <laughs> loved the job. <laughs> I mean, we can always get into that, but yeah. I was I was working for Patagonia for a little bit here in Denver and loved it. It was such a great experience. Um, so I've definitely had an interesting journey in terms of careers mm-hmm. um mostly because I kept on trying to like fit myself into like this corporate setting mm-hmm. like I kept on thinking like that was what I was supposed to be doing mm-hmm. but it wasn't mm-hmm. and I kept forcing it forcing it forcing it and then finally when I was in a super super corporate job after Patagonia um that's when I had that kind of like realization that I'm like wow this really is not me at all it's not authentic to myself and all the while like when I'm doing these other jobs full-time I was building my blog building my photo business learning 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 about myself um traveling anywhere within 10 to 12 hours I was driving to because I needed to explore Mm -hmm. the west was something that I haven't spent a ton of time in so I would literally just pick up and go mm-hmm. on the weekends, go camping, just trying different things. Um, for people who knew me back in Boston, that would have never crossed their minds that I'd be like camping for days on, like days <laughs> straight yeah. and hiking and backpacking and doing all these different things. And um, as I was learning about myself, I was falling in love with Colorado. And whenever I'd come back to the East Coast, um, it was such a compliment because people would be like, you just look more like yourself. Mm-hmm. Like you just have this, I don't want to say like a glow or like an aura, but like a glow or an aura. Yeah. But like a glow or an aura. <laughs> that's just like, you're you, mm-hmm. you're you. Like you found yourself in Colorado and like, there's a reason as to why you're there. And I would mm-hmm. literally have people telling me that, like, there's a reason as to why you got to Colorado. Yeah. And like at that point I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, but no, truly, now that I've spent three years and gone through like this monumental self-learning stage, gone through the stage, like, damn, yeah, I am here for a reason. Yeah. And like, 
every day, it's becoming more and more clear as to why I'm here and like what I'm doing and the path that I've taken. It just, because it's flowed the way it has, it just makes sense. Mm. And I love that you said the path that I've taken because something I love about you is you acknowledge yourself as the creator of your life. Like I created this path. Yes, I was flowed here, but I created this path with, I think a lot of people are kind of like, I'm going to wait for my purpose to come and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that, which is fine. I think that the purpose obviously did come. The camera found you, but then you took the path that you were given. And I think that's such a huge step. So when did going full time with photography and your blog and writing and traveling become your life? And how scary was it? (laughs) Terrifying. (laughs) Absolutely terrifying. But um, another piece of of advice that I was given that just like has always stuck with me throughout my life is um, if you truly pursue what you love, the money will follow. Mm. So best advice I was ever given. Well, I could give like a top five (laughs) because it's always stuck with me. But um, I just hit this point of... I'm doing this nine to five job and it's fine. I can do it, but do I love it? No. (laughs) In fact, I truly hated it. (laughs) It was so inauthentic to myself. I woke up terrified to go to work. Like I would have so much anxiety in the morning that it felt like I was going to throw up every day because it was just so overwhelming. And like throughout the day, I basically had to like, numb myself by like being over caffeinated and like taking breaks throughout the day and just like avoiding certain people at work and all these different things because I was just scared I was Mm -hmm. so scared to be there because it didn't fit and I think it's interesting now looking back because I was just like maybe I'm not good at my job or like you know you get in your head about these things of just like I'm not good enough Mm -hmm. or like what if what if what if but realistically I was trying to force myself into something that just was not me and I was writing about my experiences and writing about my travels on the weekend. Literally every single weekend I would drive somewhere, (laughs) as I was saying, (laughs) I would just go and I would have these moments of reflection and I started picking up clients. I wanted to do more writing work, started writing for, um, this travel blog, which was so sick. I still contribute every once in a while, um, when I have time, but I loved it. I was like, wow, imagine if I could do this like full time. (laughs) A year later. (laughs) Fast forward to now. Fast forward to now. I do. But truly like I had that thought. I'm like, wow, other people are doing this. Like I'm a good writer. Mm -hmm. Like I just, I'm able to reflect my voice and my words and I think when people read what I write they hear me Mm -hmm. which I personally love like that that was always my goal with writing it's as if we're having a conversation on a podcast like if you're reading what I write that's what it sounds like yeah at least in my head who knows totally (laughs) I've read all your stuff so yes (laughs) (laughs) um so yeah that on those trips I was just like wow imagine if I could do this and then I started getting more and more and more into photography because I was going to these places and I was like wow imagine being a photojournalist imagine (laughs) yes I can (laughs) yes I can imagine um so yeah I was working with these monthly clients and um it just came to a point last I made the mental decision in June but I really took action last July and I walked into the office one day and I just had this pit in my stomach and 
I quit that day. I just pulled in my boss and I'm just like, honestly, like I have to be frank, thank you so much for this experience. Like truly, I've learned a lot about myself. I've learned a lot about um, client work. I've learned about a lot about real estate, which is pretty cool. I've learned the city, but it's not for me. Like I'm not performing at my absolute best because I know that in this industry you have to eat, sleep, breathe real estate and my heart is somewhere else. So you should have somebody that is like their main goal is to be a commercial real estate broker. I mean, I got my license, I did everything, but it was kind of just like checking the boxes for me. And when I hit that point that morning, I was like, all right, this is just not in my heart. I need to pursue this. Like I just have to. That's what my calling is towards. And I walked out and it just so happened my brother and his girlfriend were in town visiting. So I met him at a coffee shop afterwards. And I was like, guys, I did it. Because I was going to meet him for coffee anyway. Yeah. And you're like, wait, what? I feel like, yeah. No biggie. Yeah, I quit my job. <laughs> I'm feeling free AF. And truly, I just had this massive weight lifted off my shoulder where I feel like shoulders where I felt like I could actually breathe I could actually breathe I could be the creator of my own schedule because I just I always longed for that creative freedom like I am more of a creative person than I am like being in an analyst position and I knew that and it just kept on being like so clear like signs from the universe would come in and I'd be like, I know I see you, but you know, I got to pay but, the bills. Mm-hmm. I got to pay the bills. Yep. And then I hit that point of just like, fuck it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> if I pursue what I love, the money will follow. Mm-hmm. Bam. And it has, I've been doing this for a year. Never. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to give myself like, I don't want to bring myself down, but like never did I think that I could do this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah, totally. You tell yourself like, yes, I can. Yes, I can. But like secretly you're just like, Maybe. (laughs) But the longer I've done it, the more I'm just like, all right, I really am the controller of my life. Like, I really can design what it looks like and, you know, how I feel about it. Every single thing that I input, I see an output. And that I really like. Yes. Because then I just, like, I don't don't mess around. Mm -hmm. Like, I truly structure my day so that I... Like, get shit done. Yeah. And then you can see the results. I'm like, hell yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, all right. Yes, (laughs) this works. Perfect. Great. Manifesting everything. Good, good, good. Oh my gosh. There was so much good stuff that you just said. And uh, I'm like, let me unpack all of this. The first thing being how many of us can relate to you thinking that you just weren't good at your job, you yeah. trying harder, you drinking more coffee, putting in more hours, because so often we know inherently something is not working, mm-hmm. but we're like, but this has to be it. Like yeah. you said, this is who I thought I was. So this has to be it. Right. Yeah. Meanwhile, your gut or your intuition is pulling you another way. And mm-hmm. it can be so scary, but like you said, it can be so freeing and when you have moments of hearing the voice in your head, the ego, whatever you want to call it, saying all of these fearful yeah. things like you are not good enough or you won't make the money, how do you handle it? Are you just kind of like, oh, okay, I hear you, but I'm going to do this anyways? Or do you just... Honestly, I've gotten so much better about it because, well, when those things first started popping into my head, like I wasn't someone who was meditating yet. Um... I honestly just had such a great support, like 
squad. I had a squad that I would go to, and that and those people are my brother, um, Natalie, my cousin, um, and like my parents. And I would just say like, I would just be so open about it. Um, and then from there, it just got a little bit easier to deal with because I started listening to the positive rather than the negative. Like in my mind, I was just like, all right, I'll figure it out. Like everything works out the way it's supposed to. And I've been in situations before where I've been in some pretty like shitty situations, but I found my way through it. So I'm like, if I can do that, I can get through this. And then, you know, when I started meditating more because I was going to yoga and, and, you know, I was awakened to the process of that, um, I was finally able to like clear the clouds in my head, I think. Um, like I found that sense of clarity and then I started understanding myself more and Mm -hmm. figuring out which thoughts are really mean, which aren't. Um, so from there, you know, now it's a lot easier to be like, okay, I am not my thoughts. Mm -hmm. And we've talked about that a lot. Um, and you've helped me a lot with that as well. It's just like, there are certain things where like, yeah, you're going to have bad days, but it's like, it's not, it's not who you are. Mm -hmm. Like that's not authentic to yourself. So, you know, don't let that one little thing that's creeping through your head define who you are that day. Mm -hmm. Because it's just not accurate. And I love that you said, I figured out which thoughts were me and which ones weren't me. And that is so big because some of these great thoughts, those are who we truly are. And the fear ones, those are okay too. And it's just like, you do the same thing for me, which is the benefit of having like a spiritually vibrational yeah. friend. Cause like when I'm having soul a moment, friend. <laughs> soul friend. like even before this, I was having a moment and you're like, let's check this. Is yeah. that true? And then I was like, no. And you're yeah. like, great. And it's just checking in with yourself on a constant basis. And that must much, that's, that must make your job so much easier because now yeah. you know who you're putting out into the world. Like it must make reaching out to people and being like, Hey, do you need photos that much easier? I have such a no shame attitude about that <laughs> yes. now. Like rejection, I think is one of the biggest things that people fear. And as soon as you let that go, the gates flood open. Like yes. truly, I have zero shame about sliding into DMs. <laughs> yes. Like you will find me in your DMs if you are a brand. Because I don't, I don't care. Mm-hmm. It's like I, if you align with my values and I appreciate what you're doing, the message you're putting out there, I'm sliding into those DMs. <laughs> yes, yes. Or even if you're a person, like I've connected with people in Colorado that are constantly outside exploring and whatnot, and I'm just like, hey, like I don't know you, but I love that you're always doing like X, Y, Z. Like I love that too. Let's hang. Yes. Or like. So you don't think I'm creepy, like, let's grab coffee first yeah. and then we can hang. Yeah. Um, because not everybody, like, does that. But I've just come to this realization that it's, like, worst, literally worst case scenario is that somebody says no. Like, that's it. You're not getting sick. You're not in some, like, traumatic accident. Literally someone's saying no. And that's it. And then you never know. It's, like, you could circle back in two to six months and they're like actually wait yes like a no is not always a no it's just a no right now yeah so when you kind of overcome that obstacle and I'm not saying it's easy because it's taken a really long time to get there but when you have that realization 
you're like, okay, on to the next one. Yeah. Literally. Mm-hmm. Like, that's it. <laughs> I love that. Because that's the thing that's holding most people back. Right? Yeah. It's, it's a fear of, of rejection. Mm-hmm. In every sense of the word. In every... In everything. Not even just, you know, in not business. Not just business. Every, everything in life. It's asking a friend to hang out sometimes. Mm-hmm. It's asking somebody out. Like, if you're a girl and you want to ask out a guy... Or another girl, mm-hmm. just fucking do it. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. literally, why not? Yeah. No shame. I passed out a guy. Yeah. And like, I mean, he said just, yes. Yeah, I mean, he said yes. <laughs> there's definitely like a moment of there's. They're like, wait, what? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's just like, okay, they say no. Yeah. I'm gonna still be friends with you anyways. Mm-hmm. If my friend can't hang out that day, I'm not gonna be like, ooh, we can't be friends anymore. Yeah. It's like. All right, you do you. I'll see you next time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's just when you break it down um, logically mm-hmm. to what no is, it's just more like a no, comma, not right now. <laughs> <laughs> yep, 100%. And like a not for you right now, like you said. Yeah. It's just some things that we think we want just aren't for us too. Exactly. It's like, so you ask out the guy, he says no. Maybe your ego's like, it's because you're not pretty enough. It's because you're yeah. not good enough. But realistically, like, that just wasn't the person for you. Exactly. So a no is a blessing in disguise sometimes, too, because then you get something oh, yeah. better. Which Absolutely. we'll get to Tulum in a little while because you were really good at being like, let's slide into this DM. Let's do that. You were the business, the business side of that. And before we get to Tulum, though, I do think it would be really fun for you to kind of illustrate a day, maybe a week, even a month in the life of an entrepreneurial photographer, how do you find a brand? And then, you know, what, what does it look like on a day-to-day basis for you? Definitely. So, um, at the very basic sense, like my mornings are pretty similar. Mm -hmm. So I like having that constant morning flow, but from there on, going to be quite frank, it's different every day. (laughs) It's, It's slight chaos. But you learn to control the chaos and you learn to be okay with adapting and moving and, um, you know, you're, you're constantly moving. I literally can't stress that enough. And that's fine. That, that works for me. It doesn't work for everyone. But, um, so in the mornings, you know how much I love my slow coffees. It's so great. Yes. It's become, it's actually really become part of my routine and I do appreciate it. So morning I'll wake up, um, I actually don't set an alarm anymore, which is awesome. Mm, I love that. I love it. I yeah. wake up pretty much every morning at 7.02 on the dot. <laughs> which is odd, yes. but I like it. Yeah. Um, I would love to get up earlier, but this is what works right now. Yeah. It may not work next week. We'll see. Um, wake up at 7.02. Um, meditate for 15 to 20 minutes. Um and then start my slow coffee. I, I really do think that drinking coffee in the morning for me is a part of my meditation mm-hmm. because no one in my house is up yet. So I have my quiet time and mm-hmm. I have um, time to think about my day. I mean, really that process starts the night before where I just think about my schedule. But coffee kind of like solidifies it. It's like mentally preparing myself for what the day is going to bring. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, um, get ready. And then either I'll have shoots first thing in the morning or it'll be a big reach out time for me because I still reach out to brands that are east coast time Mm -hmm. um, because I consider myself Mm -hmm. bi-coastal so that can either be reaching out to 20 brands uh, researching brands to look look for Mm -hmm. 
and not necessarily brands to other photographers, other people that I want to connect with. Like I have this massive Excel that kind of documents what my, um, my day to day non-negotiables are. Mm -hmm. So that's sourcing, that's messaging, that's meditating, um, doing scary soul challenges actually. Like I've started incorporating that into my non-negotiables just to continue pushing me, uh, to push me outside of my limits. Mm -hmm. Um, so what else is on there? Um, yeah, just like personal building things, working out. Um, my workout routine has definitely changed. So that's pretty interesting. Um, you and I have both felt this before, you know, going from college athletes to not to graduating (laughs) to not period. Um, it's, it's interesting for sure. I mean, I have always like seen myself in this image and then when I stopped playing sports, obviously like your body changes and you do different things. But, um, now instead of being an athlete, I'm, um, I'm an explorer. I, (laughs) I hike, I climb, I do yoga, I do all these different things that just feel more me Mm -hmm. and it's still a good workout. And like, I, I went obviously full psycho with climbing and I was like, I'm going to be a climber and like get ready for summer and all this stuff. And then like, boom, plot twist, Achilles tendonitis. And I was like, ha ha, okay. <laughs> um, so um, walking a lot, just walking and yoga and doing things that are a little bit more gentle mm-hmm. on my body. Mm-hmm. Um, but I climbed for the first time in like two months uh, last week and it felt so good. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so good. So glad to be back. So um, I definitely carve out like that personal time to do some type of activity, even if it's a 30 minute walk. I'm still outside. I'm still moving. Mm-hmm. Um, and it feels good. Um, I don't put that pressure on myself to do like those hardcore lifting workouts mm-hmm. anymore and whatnot. Um, because now I'm strong in different ways, yeah. um, using different muscles, which is pretty cool. Yep. Um, and then from there again, afternoons can be shoots. I always try and carve out time for the best light. So like golden hour, blue hour at night or in the morning, mm-hmm. Um, I want to do more sunrise shoots. That's my goal for the summer. Um, I'm, I'm with it. <laughs> <laughs> I really want to get more into yes. it. Um, but yeah, sunset is always the best time to shoot for me. So, um, I have monthly clients that I work with. So I schedule out, you know, throughout the month, like days for shoots where I'm working with models. I'm working with, um, sometimes friends, product shoots, um, visualizing what, that specific set or series of photos are going to be. And then it's also developing projects for myself. Like what is going to take me to the next level of being a photographer? Um, because I, at this point I feel like there's going to be a tipping point. Mm -hmm. Like I feel like I'm almost there and I don't know what's going to do it. I kind of know what's going to do it. (laughs) As soon as I said that, I'm like, no, I know exactly what's going to do it. Um, like reaching out to mentors and other photographers and, um, people that are, just so good at what they do and I want to get to that level so it's again going back to the no shame of rejection yeah. like reaching out to photographers and being like hey can I shadow you hey can I assist you hey do you have any projects coming up because worst case they say is no and it's right. like okay there's so many photographers out there and it literally just takes one yes it takes one to say yes mm-hmm. and I feel like that's going to be my tipping point yep I mean even just yesterday I did an incredible shoot uh with a friend of mine she brought me on and I don't do high fashion shoots. Like that is not in my forte, but I was like, fuck yeah, I'll do it. Like, yeah. why not? Yes. Yeah. It's, it's practice for me. Cause what if I do? 
Um, and it was such a cool experience. Like, really, really cool. I was able to see things in a totally different light than I usually look at. So, um, kind of a tangent there, I just realized. But... <laughs> a good <laughs> one. Know. Long story short... Um, Mornings have consistency. Everything else is totally in the air because sometimes I could get asked two weeks before, like, hey, can you travel? Yeah. Like, I'm literally going to Telluride in two weeks um, to work the Mountain Film Fest, and I have a media pass there, but I was only asked to do that, like, I don't know, a month in advance or so, so it's just like you never know what your schedule's going to be when I originally had plans to travel that weekend, but, you know, you got to call an audible and do... Do work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so as an entrepreneur, you just gotta be able to keep moving, adapt, and just truly just roll with the punches sometimes. <laughs> yes, and I love that because it wasn't a tangent because it was real life. Like I think that especially as an entrepreneur, you have your morning routine. We all do, and then from there, it's kind of like you might even have a plan, right? But then, yeah. like for you, the shoot pops up, done. Yeah, like that takes preference over everything else and it's just one of those things where you really are always adapting and just Mm -hmm. moving with the flow and another thing that you alluded to that I kind of want to touch on because it will segue us to Tulum before (laughs) we wrap up is kind of having this tunnel vision on what you want so you don't care about these no's you know for example the next step is your mentorship you're going to have tunnel vision on that you know it will happen yeah it's just going with the flow and reaching out to people and not being you know it's like all of these no's or things that aren't working are just bouncing off of you. And it doesn't matter because your desire is so pinpointed and that is what will keep you going. Like literally I went for a walk one day and I was kind of going through some internal, um, storms (laughs) (laughs) and I just said, all right, I'm going into the mountains, went to the mountains, obviously, obviously, obviously. Uh, went for a little hike and, you know, I was asking questions to myself and one of those questions happened to be, well, all right, I feel like there's this gap. How am I going to close it? How am I going to get to the next level of skill? And then obviously the universe was like, mentor. I was like, you're right. <laughs> Thank you. Obviously. Yep. <laughs> um, so I really, and I think I always knew it, but it just took that moment of clarity of like really thinking about what would do it. I mean, I'm sure I could get to that point at some point, but for the most part, I've been on my own. Um, so I want somebody that has that experience to help me just open up my eyes to certain things that I wouldn't see. Mm -hmm. Um, so for example, (laughs) after that, I reached out to one of my favorite photographers because I saw that he posted that he did a documentary that's going to be premiering at Mountain Film Fest slid into his DMs (laughs) (laughs) and I was like hey I'm gonna be media there like would love to meet up and he literally responded yeah I'll see you down in Telluride let's meet up and I was like wait what that's it right like okay (laughs) cool question mark yeah and then I had this like internal panic of like oh my god am I really gonna meet him (laughs) and then I was like Yes. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. <laughs> I am a match. Because I want to write about his documentary. I want to photograph it. If anything, I'd love to shoot with him just because I really admire his work. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think, you know, when you start asking yourself these questions, you're going to be able to pinpoint what that looks like. Mm-hmm. And then from there, as soon as you have that, aha, yes, that's right. 
go after it. <laughs> yes. 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 Which is exactly what happened when Tulum. I don't even, do you remember where we were when we decided we needed to go to a tropical vacation? Were we walking? Yeah, we were walking. We were in Daniel's Park. That's what I thought. Both, and it was like kind of chilly, but the sun was out. We were like, wow, this feels nice. And then we were talking about how, um, or I was telling you about how nice it is in the summer here and just like activities galore because you don't ski, which is fine. We'll work on that next year. <laughs> but, um, you know, I came for the winters and then I stayed for the summers. Mm. Like love, love, love the summer. So we were talking about that. And I was like, wow, I would love it to be warm. And you're like, wow, imagine if we went somewhere and I was like, oh, I want to go to Costa Rica. And you're like, that sounds amazing. Aha. Uh-huh. And I was like, Insert yes. aha moment. <laughs> Insert aha moment. And you're like, but wait. We literally, I remember we looked at each other and we're like, but wait. Should we do it? We can. <laughs> we can. And then we were like, yes. And then you saw the bluebird and you were like, yes. <laughs> yes. My son from the universe. Yes, yes, yes. And I was like, all right, I guess we're doing it. And then we, um, did we start planning it that day? Yes. Yeah, I think we did. Yeah. Yeah, we were in your kitchen and we were just like, Costa Rica. Yeah. And I was like, wow, I've like heard about this place that I really want to go to, like Santa Teresa and... Um, it's like this little surfside town and we can get there from San Jose and drive and all this stuff. And, um, we were both just like, yes. Um, and then started reaching out to places and we did that for probably a week. A week. Yeah. Yeah. We did it for a week. Um, and then we were meeting up, obviously went for another walk. <laughs> um, and then we were in your kitchen and, um, we, I think we both had that feeling of like something is just like a little bit off. Mm-hmm. Um, sounds sick. Would still love to go. <laughs> um, but I remember we started brainstorming other places and you were like, oh, Tulum. And I was like, wait, so Santa Teresa is known as the Tulum of Costa Rica. And I remember telling you that. And then we were both like, yeah, yep. it's Tulum. Yep. <laughs> Spot on. Yeah. Yeah. It was like interesting because, you know, so many people who listen to the show and on Instagram have been like, how did you guys do this? Yeah, really like, we just knew, yeah. period. We knew we were going somewhere tropical, period. And we were open to, you know, things being right. Like we mm-hmm. said, we were adaptable to things fluctuating, but we knew we were going somewhere. And so we were reaching out and things were kind of flowing, but we both knew what's up here. So yeah. then Tulum fell into place. And yes, the action looked like us meeting up and us emailing people. Yeah, there was but work was behind fun. it. And yeah. like, there, that's the thing too. Like a lot of, I mean... I want to be careful with what I say here. A lot of what happens with manifesting is you can't just sit there and wait for it to happen. Yes. You got to put in the work. Mm-hmm. And then at some point that work will match. Yeah. Um, and we were in the right mental space. Mm-hmm. We were in the right working space where it came together. hundred percent. So you have to, you have to meet it. You have yeah. to meet that level. Yeah. You can't, just like let it happen. I mean, we let it happen, yeah. but again, like I want to be careful with my words here. No, but. you're putting it well. It's like, it's so inspired that never did it feel like we were working no, ever. ever. And that's, that's like the, it's just the word work. I think like yeah. people think of like, you have to be like, if you want to grind and hustle, like totally do it. But yeah. it's like, it's not like we were like stressed and grinding and emailing right. all these people. Like at one point when we first started, we kind of had all of these brands and then we we're like, wait a second, like what feels really right to us? We narrow it down. And that's when you like, you start really having fun with it. Who do we want to work with? What exactly. do we want to be doing? And then lies with our values. Yeah. yeah. And that's important too. Yeah. And it really, you guys was as easy as 
us making the decision, us saying we want to go somewhere and be paid for it, and us being the match to it, which which really comes down to we both, I don't think ever one of us said, what if this didn't happen? No. We were looking at bikinis Literally the day we never. decided to go. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, no. I like full on started like calling my parents, being like, "Going to Mexico." <laughs> yes. Like, yes. I think honestly, that's the least part, favorite part of my job for my parents is that like, haha, plot twist, going to Colombia. They're like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> <laughs> Can you not? You're like, "I went to Denver first. I'm going to Spain. I'm going to these places." They're just like, "Can you just give us a calendar, like?" And please like, no. like let us know and then I sent him a video of my calendar and like I blocked my travel in pink and they're just like it's all pink <laughs> right <laughs> you're right it is uh, but yeah I mean like when we decided on Tulum never once were either of us just like but wait I mean I definitely had moments of just like okay I think we really need to start like piecing this together mm-hmm. but that's also like the business owner of me yeah. in me yep being like all right I'm okay with not having a plan, but I'd like to have a general sense mm-hmm. of like what we're going to do. Um, and that's where the work came in. Yeah. And we were like, okay, when we find these brands, let's reach out to them. When yeah. we find these hotels, let's reach out to them. Mm-hmm. When, and then we ended up, you know, stumbling upon people that just totally aligned with what we wanted to do and portray while we're there. And it just flowed. And this is actually a really great time for us to insert one of the companies we worked with because this has been partially sponsored by them mm-hmm. and it was Vacasa. And it was really nice because, you know, you hear a lot about Airbnb, which mm-hmm. is also amazing, but we can both attest to the fact that Vacasa was absolutely amazing to work with because when we show up, we have this beautiful soul who is our host and she just took care of everything. Like there was this basket when we show up and there's keys and they are there the whole time. The host walks you through. It's not like awkward. Like she doesn't live there. And it's just like a really, really amazing way to stay in these luxury apartments. Like (laughs) it just, it felt comfortable immediately too. Like I personally value slow travel, which is like you really spend time Mm -hmm. in places and like get to know culture and get to know people, make friends and um, having someone, you know, like our host being there, she was just this warm presence mm-hmm. and gave us so many amazing recommendations. And like, we're hot off our two flights. Like <laughs> we're tired and we're like a little cranky, but she was just so nice. And then all of a sudden we were like, wait, we're here. And then yeah. like, was so excited and all these things. And I think she truly just like set the mood for what the rest of the week was going to be. And she was on call, Mm -hmm. on call. Any questions we had, she immediately responded. Um, Anything we needed was brought. Like it it was truly impressive. I was quite blown away. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. And it really just comes down to you guys for manifesting, making the decision, believing it fully. And also I just wanted to say that Claire and I make the best business couple because I am so flowy. <laughs> and Claire would be like, so let's do some emails. And I'm like, you right. You're right. I was meditating. And she's like, yeah. Like, so like, let's do this. Cause like in my, in my experience, like in my family and in business, mm-hmm. I'm literally the person that just gets shit done. Yeah. Like I, <laughs> if that was a proper title, <laughs> yes. like I would actually be Claire Oswald, get shit done. Yep. Like, 
I don't know where it comes from, but I love it. I love having that balance of just like, all right, I'll let it flow, but I'm going to crank out some hours of work and like get this done. (laughs) And I love that. You know, it's, it's, it's so nice because I tend to obviously, as everyone would probably guess, be on the more flowy, meditative, (laughs) imagined side, but there is always that aspect, you know, of the work ends up happening. It just feels inspired. And because you believe so deeply you just don't even, you know, like some brands were like, oh, not right now. This, you know, maybe in the future, blah, blah, blah. That we were like, okay, on to the next one, deleted them from the list. Like it was just, it wasn't this big, should we not go? Like it was just like, okay, that didn't work. And that's that. Like that doesn't align and that's totally fine. And I think that's where the balance comes out because you would bring in that aspect of just like, okay, it wasn't meant to be. And Mm -hmm. I'd be like, you're right. Yep. Here are like 20 other brands that I can reach out to. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah. yeah. And then it was just like, bam. And then we were in Mexico. Like yeah. truly. I don't think we believed it until we got on our first flight at that ungodly hour. Yeah. Where you're just <laughs> sitting in the airport at like 3 a.m. And yeah. we're both just like. <laughs> we get on the flight. We both yes. pass out. We have a layover. We get on our next flight. And we're like, wow, we're really doing this. Yeah. Like we're really doing this. Yeah. And you mentioned scarier soul, and this was the definition of scarier soul because it's still scary. You know, people are like, yeah. "Oh, you guys got to go to Tulum and blah blah blah," but like, it is scary. You get None out of your comfort zone, right? I I don't remember the last time I was in Mexico. Like, yeah, maybe when I was five. Yeah, I've never been. Yeah, and so it's it's we definitely pushed ourselves out of our comfort zone, which is amazing, um, and having the support of other people to um, allow us to be courageous in that sense mm-hmm. is really cool. Um, find again finding those brands that just totally align with your values is so important but um yeah what an interesting experience I mean from literally planting the idea to originally going somewhere else to going to somewhere else (laughs) and then spending a full week in that place and like trying to meet people and like and truly like be not a tourist Mm -hmm. like act as if you are living there and living in each moment in the present, really living life by design. Yep. And if something didn't agree in that moment, we pivoted. And we're like, okay, this doesn't feel right, so let's go do this. Yep. And I think that was something that I've personally never had with somebody else that I've traveled with. Um, so that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Like some traveling with friends and significant others and family like it can be really stressful and I've kind of always experienced that so like that's why I solo traveled a lot and then having the experience of like being with someone that's just so on the same vibrational level of just like okay I need to do this by myself but let's go do this later Mm -hmm. like that's okay yeah um and I thought that was pretty cool and unique about our trip too is just you know you had these moments or at least I had these moments of being so in tune with yourself Mm -hmm. And then just, like, letting the day unfold. I, yeah. I can't remember the last time that I've, like, read without a timer set. Like, yeah, 100%. And just going with it and feeling so inspired that I didn't have to come up with a shot list. It just happened. Like, yes. It just happened. It was so, so, so damn state, cool. 100%. It was so damn cool. Yes. Oh, so much good stuff. <laughs> so much good stuff. Obviously, Claire and I already were like, well she will be on the podcast again because there's just so much for us to say. I truly do think that there's going to be a couple parts and it'll be interesting to go back and listen to this one. And like, let's say six months from now or like whatever time from now, we're just like, Oh, this other thing happened. Um, it'll be cool to see kind of the transition of like where 
we'll go with this because yeah. I really do think, and I, we've agreed upon this, of like this wasn't the last time. Like Tulum was not the last time by yeah. any means, <laughs> any means at all. So I'm very curious as to see like what's going to flow to us next and um, <laughs> triple numbers and good things tend to flow when we're together. So <laughs> could not agree more. So many triple numbers all the time. So many. <laughs> So many ones in my life. So many triple numbers, which is when we were like, yep, we're on to something here. <laughs> Any moment of doubt was completely combated by a triple number, and we're both like, got it. <laughs> we're like, okay. So for anyone who wants to reach out to you, slide into your DMs, ask you about photography, <laughs> see what you're up to, where can they find you? So you can find me in a couple different places. I'm super responsive on Instagram, as I'm sure you know, um, <laughs> at Claire O. Elizabeth. Um, I'm sure it's going to be linked. Mm-hmm. If you want to email me, hello at ClaireOswell.com. You can find it on my website, ClaireOswell.com. Um, yeah, if you need to get in touch, I am always available. Happy to answer any questions about um routines uh jumping into something that you're not comfortable with because i've been there um photography anything like please please feel free like i'm so open to meeting all the friends (laughs) all right and then one final thing i do want to ask you claire that i ask everyone who comes on the show is if you have a favorite quote off the top of your head that you would like to share with everyone so I have two that come to mind, um, both actually by the same writer, Paolo Coelho. Um, the first one is, it's the possibility of having a dream come true that makes life interesting. And then the second one is, which I feel like really resembles me, um, is now that she had nothing to lose, she was free. <laughs> So powerful. Those were amazing. (laughs) Yes, 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 yes. And I just wanted to thank you so much for coming on. I am very grateful to have you on the show, but more I'm grateful for you. This was so fun. I'm so glad that we were able to do it. I in my mind I was like, wow, this could go on for three hours, but I literally have to shoot at one. (laughs) So so on that note. (laughs) So thank you so much, Claire, for coming on. And thank you. you all for listening to the show. As Claire mentioned, I will have all of her information linked in the show notes and we will both talk to you soon. Yay. Thanks guys. And there you have it, friends, my show with Claire. Claire, thank you so much for coming on. And guys, if you need any inspiration or motivation, I truly, truly cannot recommend following along with Claire enough, as though her dope photos aren't (laughs) enough. She is just the epitome of someone living a life by design. So again, you can follow her on Instagram at Claire. Oh, Elizabeth. And if you want to follow me on Instagram, I am Casey underscore Edward. Our information will be in the show notes and as well as all of the information for Coates and Vicasa. So thank you guys for tuning in and I will talk to you soon.